When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. On the alert. Here goes. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. So much dirt. Welcome to Lori and Julia's show, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us as we will be very productive today on this most productive day of the week. And remember, tomorrow it's going to be uh, close to 90 tomorrow. Yes. Perfect day for our third annual Cat Video Festival. Yeah, we want, we want you know, this August to know what it wants to be, which is sunny decide. and hot. It can't decide. It can't. It's been very it indecisive. Very, it is indecisive. Uh, tonight is National Night Out. Apparently, Minneapolis and St. Paul have, like, record, you know, because people register mm-hmm. to set up this, like, record numbers record of, year. of neighbors gathering. Yours have been highlights. Uh, yeah. I've even been to one. Yes, you, you have. the wine incident at one where there was a wall. Yes, yes. We also have had fire trucks. Fire when Casey trucks. was a St. Paul firefighter, yeah. he had some, you know, oh, you'd get make way. organizing them when I lived on a block. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so Good that's fun. National Night Out. And then... Um, I mean, last night was a late night Lollapalooza. I had to just, I was like, I'm going to iron because I've got shows to watch. So after I get the oil changed, do the workout, I mean, Julia, I'm so sick of working out because every time I go on a vacation, I take, you know, I don't work out. Right. I do not work out on vacation. I want to enjoy my vacation. So then when I come home. I like to work out on vacation. See, I am the exact (laughs) opposite of that. So. Anyway, so I'm like, I want to get home, and I just because there were so many good people on the shows. Keanu Reeves was on with James Corden. How lovely was he? Well, he's very bearded because yep. he's you know filming John Wick, but yes. he looked hot as hell, and I always forget how tall he is. He is, and he's got those nice thick thighs. Yeah, and uh, he was on with some guy. Donnie, are you familiar with the TV show Swedish Dicks about the private detectives? I am not. Okay, so this this uh, this actor, he kind of did all the talking he was sort of funny and uh, Keanu made no, has made an appearance in this guy's show he always plays like Russian bad guys and uh, Romain you know he's always playing an Eastern sure. European guy but they did show a little clip James Corden showed a clip of um, John Wick no of the Winona Ryder the the destination wedding the rom-com, oh, yeah, yeah, the rom-com. that oh, he's going to be in did and it look good it looked good and he just Keanu just said you know hey I've known Winona I think we met in 86 or 87 that's how far back we go right and he said it was just fun to do and 
Oh, so that he was really dreamy. And then Justine Bateman was on Kimmel. Left. I'm sorry, who? Just, just, just. Look at what you did. <laughs> you did See it. See what you, you did. You did it. And we are not alone. <laughs> Justin Bateman. Jason. Jason. I See? know it. See, dang it, Jason Bateman. Because Ozark season two is coming back at the end of August. So yeah. he was on Kimmel before. The Bachelorette mm-hmm. and her guy. And I thought, should I watch him? You know, because he does kind of give good couch. And he and Kimmel are buddies. Yeah, I know they are. They're in the same. Yes, they are. Jennifer Aniston, uh, yeah. his wife, all of them. So our uh, friends from Chapter 2 Books uh-huh. tweeted at us because I skipped over Jason. I did too. And she's, uh, I guess, because... Um, uh, you know, he knows Kimmel knows uh, Jason so well. He showed a clip of Jason Bateman um, on Oprah with John Stamos, and the episode was called um, "Young Leading Actors in Hollywood." And remember, Jason Bateman, he started acting professionally when he was about two. He was in Silver Spoons, right. and he was in all kinds. But his of- sister was more popular because she was on Family Ties, right? Yeah. Right, Justine. Justine. So Jimmy shows this old embarrassing clip, and Jason Bateman admits to him that Oprah called him Justine. Hmm. And so why chapter he... two books wanted you to know that you're Thank in you. good company. Yeah. Oprah two. Remember, made... I'm screaming, Justine, Justine, Justine Bateman, Justine, Justine, <laughs> at the Sega Awards on the red carpet. Justine, come talk to us. Justine, he turns around. Jason. Oh, and someone wrote about it in like Us Magazine. It was in Us Weekly. Yeah, Us Weekly. They had a thing overheard at the Sega Sag red carpet mm-hmm. and they had it like um, snarkiest um, actor, and it was Jason Bateman sharply retorting to a, a reporter who was accidentally yelling "Justine, Justine," yes. and said it was Jay. And so I mean, we loved that. So anyway. I love that. Listen, anyway. that name. His sister was a household name, and then she kind of went away. And and oh, yeah. then he his- he's had the career. I mean, he was he was the youngest person ever to become a member of the Director Guild. Oh, really? At 18. Wow. Oh, he geez. started doing commercials. Right. I mean, he had, he was in all. Because you would think Jodie Foster would have been in there, too, because she was really a young actor. But, I mean, but I think you have director. to. Yeah, to be a director. Wow. I don't know what Jodie Foster has to do. I don't know when she directed, but obviously not as young as Jason no. slash Justine. Gosh, that's a tough one when you know someone's name is something else and you just can't forget yeah, it. I know. I know. So Everyone anyway. calls me. Loria. Loria. I like Loria. <laughs> I even called us Loria. Loria. I called when we were playing um, our fake family feud, trying to do it off the air to see how we would say. And we, yeah. you're like, well, what should we do? Say our names first. And you go, and I go, Loria. <laughs> 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 I combine our names. I combine ours, but that's our name combined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, so there was old Jason Bateman sharing a story. So you would have thought he would have had a sense of humor. He's been getting called Justine. His whole life. Uh, Get over it. Get over it, dude. His parents' problem for naming him so close. You know what it is? He can't ever. He's one of these guys who had the realization 
early on. This is just a random theory oh, I'm coming I, I, up with right now. Really? really You're not even going to save this on Thursday? No. But Shoot. because he started acting at a young age, uh-huh. and he probably was tall when he started, but then his growth spurt didn't, didn't <laughs> last. So okay. you're going to say he's got short man syndrome? Yes, Julia. Oh, he really? knows it. He's very aware of it because all of his fellow young actors, you know, because some people, like most guys, don't they say guys grow until they're like 19? No. 18 no. different people Depends have different berries. Okay. Anyway, he thought he was a tall guy and then he was around all these other actors. And Just he, like me, I thought he was a tall girl. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you realize, nope, he's not. So he has a chip, a bitter chip. On his small, six inches. delicate shoulder. <laughs> a six-inch chip. What you know, if he stood next to Keanu Reeves, I mean, he, he would never, first he of all. He should just laugh. Yep, you're close. Yeah, but I think he's just chippy about it. Yeah, I know he is, but that's silly. That's such a silly one. Isn't it? Chippy about. I don't care if people can't remember my name. <laughs> Who cares? I know. Like, I can't remember theirs. Yeah. Everyone's a true. honey, a Trixie, a Pookie. Yeah. And you were saying the last name, so we... We're 50% right. Yeah, exactly. Give us give people some credit on the other side of the give stanchions and the bushes. Well, I bet he didn't bark at Oprah when she made the mistake. Well, no, because he was like, you know, 15 or something like <laughs> that with his crimped hair and, like and boys had in the 80s. It isn't <laughs> like there's... I mean, the pool of actors has only grown. Yeah. With all the different outlets for their shows, their TV yeah. shows, their movies. I mean, how are people supposed to know everybody? It used to be a handful of women and a handful of men. Yeah. Well. You're not that big of a deal. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I guess Ozarks, you know, people were, were I, pretty, I never finished I got it. too much anxiety in that show. I never finished Neither it because Casey really dropped good. out. He dropped. I dropped mm. out because he I couldn't He stranded me once oh. again on the Netflix okay. highway. He has got to go away somewhere. I know, but if he strands <laughs> me on the Netflix so, highway, that's where uh, I am because so I haven't really quite figured out how to work. How to do it. It's I so really easy. know the DVR. Really. I really know the right. DVR. Uh. I got plenty on that. You but know? I'm telling you, that show... Every time they went out in their car, it just kept getting worse and worse yeah. and worse. I think I, we watched like six episodes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't like to be that uncomfortable. Yeah. It's a great show. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, when we come back, we have got to, we were probably going to have to have two whole segments to talk about the, even though Chris Harrison tried to say it was the most emotional Bachelorette ever finale. And no, that's just what Chris Harrison says every year. It's our well, story we can't get it, enough yeah. of. Why don't you just meet me in the middle? I'm losing my mind just a little. So why don't you just meet me in the middle? In the middle. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday. This will be our final chat with Marley McMillan for After the Rose, talking about The Bachelorette. Hello, dear. Hello, ladies. So, you, you've got an epic podcast to do. Yes, well, I already did it. Oh, I did, did it with you? Phil Mackey again, oh, actually. Fun. Yeah, oh, so how fun. Yeah, Is you it already up? It'll be up tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yep, okay, tomorrow so afternoon. last night was The Bachelorette, and of course, uh, Becca Kufrin was The Bachelorette, Minnesota's Be- uh, Becca, and uh, just before we 
we play the GMA audio, just uh, the ratings are in and the Bachelorette finale was down 14% from last year. Becca had 6.7 million. Last year, Rachel had 7.5. So um, I think people were just kind of losing interest, I guess, because it had been spoiled for us for so long. Uh, The two guys at the end seem like identical twins. Yes, with different haircuts. With different haircuts. And so it, to me, lost its luster after she eliminated the guy, the New York boy. Jason. Jason. I wasn't interested in Do you agree, Marley? Yeah, I think it's something like that. I Mm -hmm. think think with Rachel, there was a lot of interest around who she actually was going to pick. because. Remember the reaction to her picking remember? Brian was right. like, no. And Peter, her eyelashes. Yes. Remember, remember the eyelashes? And I mean, that oh, was drama. I love Peter. Yes. So people couldn't get over that. And then this time around, again, I think a lot of people, number one, felt like this was a pretty low key season. And then number two, felt like those last two guys were kind of the same they were and maybe both a little underwhelming. Yeah. yeah. And TMZ on May 28th published a photo of Becca kissing somebody in the Maldives and he was identified as Garrett. Okay. And then also the hardcore response from Becca and ABC yes, yes. about Garrett's Instagram, Insta- Instagram yeah. trolling likes of all mm-hmm. right stuff. They came out so forcefully, so early on, so early on, and we I we talked about it here. I know, I, I know. I said, "Well, this is so unusual. It has to mean he's the guy." Yeah, if you were really paying attention and had your kind of an antenna out, you probably were able to figure out that it was maybe going to be Garrett. Either that, or you maybe stumbled upon spoilers because and they are just reality, everywhere now. Steve, exactly. It's just they're everywhere now. It is so hard. It's so hard I didn't to watch the show, you, but that, and not have it get spoiled. But anymore. that was the biggest tell because ABC has done such a crappy job of vetting guys. It's like they, they just have they really given have. up. They're letting people come in. I mean, your social media should be vetted. Yeah, I agree. before you're on the show, your criminal history should be vetted. How did Lincoln yeah. or whatever the guy was with the assault? Yeah. Yes, I, do they just not well, give a crap? Oh, well, then also, I mean, did you guys hear about Leo this past week? Yeah, that he yes. like there were accusations of Leo yeah. having sexual misconduct too. It's so yeah. Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is on. I yeah. mean, that was uh, you would have thought after the whole Kareen thing last year at Bachelor in Paradise that these guys would have been vetted. You would and have if, thought this. You would have thought this twenty years ago at this point because again, remember they had this issue with the first guy that they ever vetted for one of their shows, Mike Price, right, right. and, and then they've had this every single season and particularly the last few seasons. I don't mm. know if they turned over their cat. Actually, no, they haven't. I know they haven't. No, uh, turned over. I think their team involved. Involved in that, so uh, I yeah, I mean they've certainly had a lot of issues recently with Corinne. With I mean I don't know, not that that was I guess her, you know that wasn't her past, but, it, but it, Lincoln's past, yes. Garrett's past. Yes, this like, has come why, up a lot. And then you know the the thing is is that people have to give up their phones. So like there was a funny. Um, um, I mean, Twitter was on fire last night. Yes, yes, Twitter But they had Carrie Bradshaw, you know how the opening of every episode, she'd open with a question Mm -hmm. typing away. Mm -hmm. So the Carrie Bradshaw voiceover, I couldn't help but wonder, if Becca knew about Garrett's likes, would she still... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Pick him. I would say no. I would, I would say, say no, no. Say 100% no. because they dealt with... Because remember, they're in a bubble. Yeah, I know. If she found that out within the bubble, I mean, that would have been a good producer play. Yeah. <laughs> to bring that up in the show. It would have. Yeah, had she found out about that, she would have dumped him. It would have right? been a similar, like, Colton-type situation. Yeah. Yep. Okay, and so, so that's who she is. I mean, I'm just saying that, It's like, not fair that they didn't do more vetting for her because... For she, any of the people, yeah, I think. Yeah. I think it's their, like, I just don't know. Or is this how ABC execs want to have, have drama? Them when you're the Bachelorette, Marley, if they're going to do a better job? <laughs> I will tell them, too, Please. yeah. I will okay. make sure. I mean, Please. I might hire you girls we to kind of run that staff, and if I, I could. Okay. <laughs> and, and I know the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, they always, they don't ever want people to make any political references because right? of how or when the show will yeah, air. Yeah, that's right. But you can't tell me a show that was filmed in December, January, and February that it wouldn't come up even if it's off air. Who did you vote for? Who mm-hmm. do you like? What do you think of the guy in the White House? Yeah. That is a dating criteria thing because for many people, being on the same political persuasion is in your top five thing of someone if you're going to have a relationship with them. Yeah, I that's think... That's changed, though. Because it didn't used to be that way in the past. People maybe didn't care not, so but much we're because, now in the most right, polarizing right. political mm-hmm. time, and yeah. I think it does come. It's up. a bigger criteria. Yeah. Now. But remember, you're not supposed to talk politics on the first few well, dates. Well, no, no, I know, <laughs> but you could kind of. You could. I, I think they probably did. I think Becca's smart enough to do that. I know uh, past contestants have gone on the show and then come out of it and said, "Oh, we probably should have talked about politics and religion and things like that." <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> she seems like a smart young yeah, woman. I think as these contestants have. have have gotten more substantial and I think she's substantial. I think they probably did, but again, they either edit it out or they do it off camera. Right. Okay, how do you pronounce his last name? And that for Yagorvian? that reason alone, Yagorvian? I Y-R-I-G-O-Y-E-N. You're Yagorian. Yagorian? You're going. 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 I'm Becca, you're going. It's your groin. Really? I always, you know, that is a funny thing about this show is that you don't really know their last names until kind of, I don't know, maybe towards the end. That's a deal breaker for and me. They, and they I'm propose and then you're like, ooh, ooh gosh, I would have wanted to know that last name before that. Did, you, did you guys feel bad for Blake? Totally. I, I did feel bad for Blake. I think Blake needs to do some work on himself, though, maybe before he's ready for a relationship. He seems like a darling man, but yeah. I just feel like he's not totally just happy and good in his own skin. Yeah. I felt bad for him because he was crying and sweating. Uh, it, we well, don't know that. Job on the end of his yeah. nose. I'm like, yeah. what do they make him do this at I know. high noon? Well, I, <laughs> and of course, he was the first one off the, on the yeah. dock, so we knew he was going. Um, I liked his ring better, though. Lori oh, and I talked about did. it. We posted we, uh, the ring. We posted Gosh. the ring that that 
Garrett picked for okay. Becca, but mm-hmm. we both kind of liked the other ring. Really? Well, it's yeah. kind of fun. It would be fun to do a poll with those two rings and uh-huh. also the ring that Ari gave her. Yeah. yeah. She's seen a lot and of about, rings now. Yeah, how about she has. Ari going to the Maldives? Uh, what? Do you yeah. mean for Bachelor in Paradise? Oh, no, he went. We have that story right here. No, do you're mixing that up. You're mixing that Ari? up. Yeah, our he, he met with Becca. Yeah, he but not in there. the Maldives. Oh, okay. No, no, that was just left on the cutting room floor. He's just oh, trying oh. to get some air. They were going to see what that was like. Well, when we come back, let's okay. play um, Becca and Garrett sitting on the couch with Chris Harrison, and then also talking about his liking all the alt right stuff and okay. you know that kind of see what he says. Mm-hmm. So we'll play that. When we come back. Now a trend has emerged. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. What's happening right now? Trending online this afternoon, Lady Gaga. She has announced some details about her Las Vegas residency. In fact, she's doing two shows. One full of her pop hits, another full of jazz music. Those start in December. Also trending, Ellie Goulding, the British singer, got engaged to art dealer Casper Jompling after dating for over a year. Congratulations. Also today, National Lighthouse Day. And also trending, Kathleen Turner for this interview that she did with Vulture.com. She is dishing some dirt. Oh, she ever. Oh, it's fantastic. Fantastic! What she says about Elizabeth Taylor is like Kathleen. She's just speaking her truth, Johnny. I I found it very refreshing. Yes. Uh, and that's what's trending here myself. All right, here is your forecast. Uh, let's call it uh, cloudy to partly cloudy tonight. 65 for the low, sunny 89 tomorrow. Right now, it's a very pleasant 73 in my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Can I wait to get over? Can I wait to be some? Now that I'm here, wishing I was still young. Those good old Thanks for hanging out with us. We're talking to Marley McMillan, who hosts After the Rose. She'll be downloading all thoughts about this Bachelorette yes. finale with Phil Mackey. You get tomorrow. a rose. You get a rose. Yeah, yeah. search it. So look at look it up on the MyTalk mm-hmm. app. Uh, Neil Justin had to write about this. Minnesota Bachelorette breaks a heart, ruffles feathers. I like the way you say had to write about <laughs> this. Had to write about <laughs> it, that you would not be covering it. And uh, let's play this cut. They were on GMA this morning. They were on Kimmel last night after Jason and, Justine yeah. Bateman got the hell out of there and Garrett uh, your groin Garrett your groin yeah and uh, let's play that <laughs> That's Donnie. His new name. I like it's it. been a roller, co- roller coaster season for you guys so how was it to watch the show back you know for me it was more fun than nerve-wracking I would say just because the guys were amazing I formed some friendships he formed a lot of the friendships too so there are the times mm-hmm. where you know you cringe or it's strange obviously having him watch some of it but yeah. Overall, it's been a crazy fun journey. Yeah, but it's been a, been some controversy along the way too. I know earlier this season, Garrett, there were some offensive social media posts that you liked. Yeah, and um, you tried to go out of your way, I guess, to win back the trust of, of Becca and also of, of of people of America, of the country, everybody who's seen this show. So, how did you do that? What are you doing in that regard? 
Yeah, so I made a public apology on my Instagram. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to offend anybody, but now I know uh, the weight that a like holds on Instagram and um, things like that. So we just addressed it, her and I. Um, I know it went against things that she stood for before, but she knows through the show and getting to know me that that's not my true character. Um, she didn't let my Instagram define who I am as a person. And uh, we're moving forward. We're trying to grow, be better people, and I'm trying not to make those same mistakes again. And, and, and Becca, for you, when you saw that stuff, how did it affect your relationship? Did I mean, yeah, it was conversations that we've had since the very beginning. You know, once we got engaged, we had those couple months together, and right away, it was a conversation. It was an issue that we had to overcome, but he has been very transparent throughout the entire mm -hmm. thing, and he never held anything back, and he understands that it was offensive, but he took full initiative right after that all came out to apologize and and that he, like he said, he didn't want to offend anyone. So it hasn't been the easiest, but we've gotten through it. And I think, honestly, it's made us stronger. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Someone sings a song about that, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Well, listen, the pre-planned apology is, you know, fine and good and everything. But their actions, the the producers kind of trolled them. Did you see with that minivan they gave them with the equality? Yeah. Oh, they sticker? did not. Yes. Yeah. I mean, actions will help because what what Garrett has a history of liking was posts that mocks, mock trans people, posts that mocks immigrants, and posts that mock liberal women. And liking yeah. a lot of Tommy Lauren's, Lauren's stuff. And um, and then one Parkland student, he did a lot of r liking of uh, David Hoggs, the Parkland, that he's a, a crisis actor. Yeah. I mean, a lot. Yeah. So it, it I'm. I don't know how you would reconcile that. I mean, and we were kind of, you know. She, he told her, I think this was on Kim, I was mindless tapping no i mean i don't believe the the old i don't understand instagram or double tapping thing for a second that <laughs> i don't even know what double tapping is but if i if i make take the initiative because you have to like well, you're the or same comment. age as garrett yeah yeah he that's why know. i don't believe it like yeah um and i i don't think that that's, <laughs> if, he, if he was like an older <laughs> bachelor, exactly if it was like then, my granddad and he's like i don't know what i did i, yeah, I right. would say yes yeah. okay but I, I don't think that that's the argument he's going with i think what he's saying is is like I didn't know basically I didn't know I would get in you trouble got, for this. I yes. mean that's basically what it is. He didn't see himself being famous, mm -hmm. didn't see that the this would ever matter, what didn't know job? that people would care about these medical likes. sales rep. Yeah. It's not that he doesn't know how to work Instagram. But I mean, I yeah. guess it is a good lesson to it's anybody. It's a great lesson. Exactly. I think because it, it's the easiest way for people to make judgments about not hiring mm -hmm. you, not yeah. uh going on dates with your you know what yeah, I mean? Right. I'm always after my younger nieces and nephew to be careful about all of this liking and sharing mm -hmm. and you know so I don't believe yeah. him either that no. he didn't really it was just mindlessly clicking mm -hmm. I think that I think what they will still have conversations about perhaps are well where do you stand yeah. on, on oh, some yeah. of these issues yeah. because even if he says okay like I learned a lot I was ignorant in certain things I mean some of that is like what were you thinking before and do you still think that yeah. way now and right. so they'll he have could that. change and he could be better yeah. and maybe he was mm -hmm. just being ignorant but the other red flag that for would be for me if I was Becca okay you know watching this was in his one-on-one -on -one when he's explaining his two-month marriage what did he say about and that? kind of throwing what did he the say about woman it? under the bus? Oh, and I take... felt he could have been 
Like to me, I would have been looking for, you know, what it takes I, two people to break up. Yes, it takes people, two people to make it. I wish she'd been more manly. I agree. And and fair, maybe. Fair. He definitely threw her under the bus. Yeah. He was like, she was terrible and oh. she was manipulative <laughs> and yeah. she was verbally I'm abusive. I'm like, we got to talk and get it's, this lady's yeah, side of the thing. Well, yeah, and her name is out there now. I saw it as of last night. Her wedding photos and her name has does hit the internet like now. Becca? So Yes, she does. <gasps> yeah, she does. She's very thin. She's pretty. She has Lynette? brown hair, kind of a longer you know, face what? a little bit. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that just be like a red, red face? Well, yes, a two-month marriage. Yeah. Yes. Well, but and it's all about how you explain it too. But if I were Becca, I would think that she's looking for someone that goes, "Look, it. You know, we both had faults. We weren't meant to be together. You know, if she did have some of these tendencies, like she kind of couldn't. We couldn't figure a way out a way for her to get along with my family. Fair yeah. enough. But he really did he kind of just say, like, but, it was but her again, fault. But then again, the the other big part of all this is everything's edited. True. Yeah, you don't know true. that he didn't say more yeah. things, and they just take the worst part. You yeah. know what I mean? He yeah. could, which as an editor, you're right. That is what they you're, would do. You're looking for yeah. the stuff that brings That's a reaction true. out of your audience yep. instead of giving him a, the fair shake. All right. Yeah. So for we want them to vet better, though. For yes. sure, that is one thing that they could be doing. Yeah, I'd like to avoid the the felons and the convicts and the people that that yeah. you know don't know how to use a restroom. There are certain <laughs> yeah. things no, that that's basic. And then she also told um she told uh, Michael Strange. She said, I, "I so wish Sarah Haynes had done this interview." But she told him, she said, "You know, it's been really hard to read what people have said about Garrett, and right. I, I just you know she's giddy and." in the moment because the PR person in her Mm -hmm. would have said what was harder for me was finding out Mm -hmm. about what he liked about actually what he did like that would have that's how you know that she really is genuinely in love because her PR site would have said no that that would have been the PR answer right Mm -hmm. Is finding out initially about that when she found that she's out. How did he, she's crazy in love with them because there was a photo of her um, on at the state fair last year where she was in front of the Republican, um, you know, at the fair how they have the Democrat at DFL mm-hmm. in front of it was sipping a beer and giving the finger. Are you kidding? Me? No, so she, you know, that she leans left to do that. Yeah, so well, which were, is interesting because then you, you know, if you're being really objective about it, if there was the same photo of Garrett exactly. doing the opposite, like exactly, you know, he's going to get torn yeah. apart and she's not exactly, but exactly. Right. So yeah. maybe that was also intended, you know, so that that wouldn't be something that you know she would have to answer because her telling answer to Chris Harrison was we're going to try Minneapolis, which I take that to mean he's going to come here for August and September. Then they're going to go pack up his crap and then they're going to move to LA and then they're going to like, they're going to have all kinds, they're going to have Insta jobs. Yeah. And she'll try and be in the entertainment business. And I bet that one girl who weighs in on entertainment tonight or Access Hollywood is worried Becca will take her job. The one that just had the baby. Yeah. Remember the first? Oh, yeah. We loved her. Ali Fedotowski. There's another one who's on Access Live. I was going to say, Ashley, I know, is getting into reporting. Yeah. yeah, I wonder what Becca wants to do, though. Anything, that's it. I mean, they definitely are going to live that Instagram life for a little bit. But I wonder if she wants to continue down the PR path. Or, or do what? we ever even know the company she worked for here? Actually, you know, you can find her on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. 
tell you. Okay. Okay. I didn't do that, though. So, are you excited? Bachelor in Paradise, are you ready to just dive into the Mai Tais and daiquiris and beaches? (laughs) I am excited. I love Paradise more than any of these shows. Yeah. But I'm going to take a break tonight. I don't think I'm going to watch it tonight. Because I just need a breath. Three hours last night was just ridiculous. Yes. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. How about when they pulled up the the two stars from Crazy Rich Asians? Loved that. Yeah. Thank goodness Constance Wu was fast on her feet because the other guy was just like kind of... I've never been more uh, grateful for a very obvious uh, plug. I was like, yay, I am excited about this movie. So so the predictions for the next Bachelor. Mm -hmm. Jason... I think it's going to be Jason. Colton. It's going to be Jason unless someone really kind of steals the show on Paradise this year. Okay. Well, is Blake going to be on Paradise? I don't think no, so. Blake no, feels no. still raw. Yeah. I don't think Blake's going to be on Paradise. Will but- any of the tears for him that America has shed, he's the new Becca, will it help him? I don't think so. Okay. The thing is with Blake, I don't think the reaction is, oh my God, I love yeah. Blake, in the same way that it was for Jason. I think the reaction for Blake is a little bit more like, ooh, he, yeah. he's going to need to, he's going to need Therapy. some time. What he do you guys think? Okay, yeah. what do you guys think about the fact that Jason made her a scrapbook? Um, Blake made her another they thing, and Garrett says, "I like how she says bag." Okay, I I, I appreciate this about Garrett. I I think it's cute too, and I, yeah. I like that Garrett <laughs> said to the producers, "No, I'm not going to do some stupid lame gift." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they make them do that, okay. and Blake's the only the only thing that would have been impressive about that would have been had he made the box, right? <laughs> and he brings it up, and Becca goes, "Oh my gosh, did you make this yeah. box?" And he's like, "No, no, no I didn't. <laughs> like, I just cut out." photos mm. it was not I, I i don't you know i think jason's maybe was a little bit cuter if it was yeah. a real scrapbook but yeah. that time capsule looked like it was dug out of the garbage yeah. and i i kind of appreciate it okay, <laughs> it looked like it belonged in that minivan how that long do you think they're the gonna end. last mm. becca and I'm, garrett they're gonna give it their best shot i think they'll last like maybe a year or two but i don't know if they'll make okay, it for Lori? sure um oh yeah less than a year Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Lori, less than a year. I'm going to say... I'm going to go with Lori. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to say a year or two. But I hope Grocery Store Joe lasts more than a day in paradise. Yes. Love Grocer Joe. Uh, I think she made the right decision. I just don't know if he actually is her person. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Her person. You're so bachelorette. I I know. All right. So we'll listen to After the Pot. After the Rose. (laughs) You get a rose. Yeah. You get a rose. (laughs) You get a rose. You get a rose podcast. And then we'll just, I guess we'll resume this when we have our next season of The Bachelor. Yes. I think I'll Thank be checking in fun. somewhere around here about All Paradise, right. but um, okay, but yeah, we will we will return when uh, the Bachelor gets going. Okay, thank you so thank much, you. Marley. Thanks, it's been a pleasure. When we uh, return, oh, we're going to talk with uh, Becky. Is it Buller? Bueller? 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 Anyone? Bueller? Yeah, she is. If it's She's a woman when we come back. Hey, everybody. 
everybody. Welcome back. We are so excited. Uh, we have Becky Bowler joining us. And Becky, how the heck are you? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're, We're great. Good. We're looking at I'm looking at your cute face on uh, Twitter right now because I didn't have I couldn't I could didn't have a vision. So you are you made bluegrass music history. You became the first artist to ever win in the instrumental and vocal categories at the international. Mm-hmm. Bluegrass Music Association Awards, and you are going to be headlining the Minnesota Bluegrass and Old Time Music Festival this weekend in Richmond, Minnesota. I am, and I am so excited because I'm a Minnesota girl, and I'm, I'm I live in Tennessee now, and I have for the last twenty years. But I'm so glad to be coming home. Okay, oh yeah, Donnie has. Yeah, Donnie has some of your music for us to listen to. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. Okay. Should we listen to it for just a second? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Here we go. And you're playing the fiddle, of course. Now, we got to ask, do you learn how to play a violin first? Is a violin a fiddle? Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> What's the difference? Yeah. It's, well, the difference between a fiddle and a violin is attitude. Is that it? Is that it? <laughs> it is. It's just the, the style of playing. Um, I'm actually classically trained. I took violin lessons at the Suzuki School of Music in Mankato, Minnesota from Patty Trias. And then I went on to study with Charles Gray at St. Olaf College. Oh, and, awesome. But I wanted to play bluegrass the whole time because my family had a band uh, when I was growing up. And, and I literally want, picked up the fiddle because I wanted to sing in their band. And the way a bluegrass band works, everybody generally plays something. You'll find some exceptions to that. But usually everybody plays an instrument and they didn't have a fiddle. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll learn that. And... Um, that's kind of colored how I've approached the fiddle my entire life um, because I'm a songwriter and I'm a singer first and foremost. And then I've always loved how the fiddle works with a song and, you know, backing up a singer, making the band sound good. Oh. That's been my thing. So I, um, I learned fiddle along the way and I've, I feel so blessed to have both disciplines in my back pocket because I do a lot of teaching. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of camps. And I'm able to to draw from both disciplines to help my students. And there's wonderful things, um, you know, in the classical realm. You've got that great technique that helps you um, stay healthy as an instrumentalist and um, and just you know pull really good tone. With the bluegrass music, you learn how to improvise, and that's awesome. You know, you get off the page to develop that wonderful ear to, to where you can pick up tunes really fast just on the fly. Um, that's an important skill to have, too. So the blue, it just sounds, Lori, if we could back up our singing with a fiddle. Oh, geez. We would sound like Lori and I are the worst singers in the world, Becky. So the <laughs> Minnesota Bluegrass and Old Time Music Festival is this weekend, August yes. 9th through the 12th in Richmond, Minnesota. And more, yeah. and you even encourage people who go to this to bring their own instruments? Yes. That's part of the bluegrass experience. Um, you know, see the concerts, you know, come out, hang with the artists. Um, you, you can always come right up to the record table and talk to us. We, we love doing that. That's, that's part of it. The community is a big part of this music. But then after the concerts are over, there's wonderful campground picking going on. You know, people yep. just informally jamming in the campground, and that's an important part of the experience as well. 
Oh, it sounds like so much fun. Um, I'm curious about um, how did bluegrass even like begin? I hate to sound so dumb about it, but I don't I don't know if it's like I, I think of it as sort of another like, I don't know, a twangier thing it of is. Zydeco. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of in that same realm. So bluegrass music got started officially in 1946 when Earl Scruggs joined Bill Monroe's Bluegrass Boys on the banjo. And that's, you know, we call it Scruggs-style banjo because of Earl Scruggs. And, and that's what made the sound pop. Bill had had a band for a lot of years before that. But when he brought Earl Scruggs on the opera that night, it rocked the world. Mm-hmm. And this became a thing, you know, and people started emulating what Bill Monroe was doing with his band. And, and people started calling it bluegrass music after Bill Monroe's band, the Bluegrass Boys, mm-hmm. uh, which he named after his home state of Kentucky. And then... Um, so bluegrass is still an acoustic music. It used to be under the umbrella of country music, but in the 1950s, Elvis came along and took all the fans away. Yeah. And, and so country musicians said, we've got to electrify to eat. You know, and Bill Monroe said, I don't care about eating. I just want to play my music like I wrote it and like I wanted it to be. And so that's where we really became our own thing. We kind of, the, the, the bluegrass musicians stayed acoustic while the country music, you know, went on to go electric. And, right. Um, so, yeah, so we're, you know, people like bluegrass music because of its authenticity. It's something you can just open your case and play. You don't have to plug in. Um, oh, all and, right. So that's and, you know, it's really so fun. Okay. We get it now, Lori. Yeah. <laughs> I never knew that. And I love that, you know, it's always acoustic. You know, yeah. you don't have to plug it in. You are, you know, I'm looking at all your information, darling, and you are so talented and have played with so many musicians. <laughs> and you're headlining. When do you play this weekend? We play on Friday evening, um, about 7 o'clock or so. And then we also play on Saturday, two sets at 4 o'clock and 9 o'clock. We're also doing workshops. All the guys in my band are fantastic music educators as well as performers. In fact, my guitar player, uh, Professor Dan, is the head of the East Tennessee State University Bluegrass Old Time and Country Music Program. All of us will be doing workshops uh, throughout the weekend. I know I'm doing a, a fiddle workshop as well as a songwriting workshop, and all the guys are teaching on their instruments in addition to playing our sets. So it's going to be really crazy and busy, and we're, we're really looking forward to it, and I'm especially looking forward to mini donuts and cheese curds. Oh, I know. Oh, I love it. That's okay. an important part of it's the a festival. festival classic. Right. Yes, it, that is so good, and it's so true at any Minnesota <laughs> uh-huh. festival. So the um, the Minnesota Bluegrass Old Time Music Festival is Thursday through Sunday this weekend. Mm-hmm. You can go to minnesotabluegrass.org for tickets, teens 13 to 19, or only $10 for any day or 20 for a weekend, and kids under 12 get in free with their parents. How fun. Otherwise, uh, passes are $95 in advance for all four days. That's a good deal. Oh, yeah. And there's camping, too. You can camp and, and just have a big old time. It's going to be so much fun. You're going to have good weather. It was so nice to oh, meet yeah, you, Becky Bueller. Oh, yeah, the camping is included yes. with it. Yeah, it that's sounds- amazing. Well, you are really fun to talk to, Becky. Well, thank you all so much for having me on the show and, and, and for helping us get the word out about this wonderful festival. It's actually uh, been a nominated for five IBMA awards um, for uh, events of the year. It's a really great festival, one of the best in the country. It is. And uh, so it's been going on for how many years? You know? Oh, man, a long time. Long time. I, and I don't know that right off the top right. of my head. That's Where okay. 
I'm just thinking of how far away is Richmond, Minnesota from the Twin Cities. Not that far. It isn't? It's up by St. Cloud. Oh, by my St. gosh. So close. Oh, Becky, have a blast. Becky, what, we you, hope to meet. Too. Meet you in person one day. Stay here. Thank you again. Yeah, you're so welcome. Go to uh, minnesotabluegrass.org for information and tickets. All right, when we come back, um, it is World War Branch. Oh, is it ever? World War Branch. The gloves are up. Mm-hmm.